Recording, Adam? Great. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, good morning again. Good morning. Good morning. It's so good to see you. <clears throat> What's happened to the weather, guys? Amazing. I was walking in this morning thinking, another amazing day. It's incredible. And, um, and, and I'm so great. And I'm sure the people at New Day were grateful as well because they didn't have a big top. It was the big top um, people couldn't, couldn't put the tent up. So uh, they had to meet outside. So thankfully, the weather was good. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's turn our Bibles, if you don't mind, to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to be talking about the important subject of spiritual adoption, what it means to be a child of God, what it means to be in the family of God. How we're brought up, we've all got different experiences of how we were brought up, different experiences with our mothers, fathers, different good experiences painful experiences, we all know that the way we were brought up and our, our relationship with our parents has a massive impact on us. My own experience was not growing up with my mother, just my father, and when I was 15, he passed away. And coming to know God as father has been the most positive, life-changing thing ever for me. And it doesn't matter what your experience is, whether good or bad, knowing God as Father is the most important truth for you to know and to live in the good of that. Our identity, our well-being, our mental health, our how we feel... I'm sure that most days we feel our identity is shaken, as in we can feel really bad about ourselves. We can feel like failures. We can feel like, do you ever feel like a failure? Raise your hand if you ever feel like a failure. <clears throat> Helen likes to watch these programs. Sorry, Helen, but I'm going to say it. Um, about um, doing up houses. Oh, I love those pro Oh, I love those programs. <laughs> love it. Only if you're secure can you like those programs. <clears throat> because there's this particular program Helen likes, and the and this couple go into go to these homes that are already amazing. Alright? They're already amazing. And they rip them apart and they turn them into like palaces. And um it can make you think, I'm just such a loser. I'm just such a loser. I can't do anything like that. I, I couldn't match. I couldn't do anything like that. And while I'm making a bit of a joke of it, but for, at work, at school, college, every, we're all constantly coming up against things that make us feel, am I, what am I achieving in life? Am I valuable? 
Am I successful? Am I a loser? This is really important that we understand our identity. Now, you may not be a Christian today. I understand that. But if you are a Christian, it's so important that you celebrate and enjoy being a chosen child of God in, all, in every circumstance. And whenever your identity is shaken, that comes to mind and you, you remember, yes, Lord, you've made me a child of God. Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. A child of God. So turn to in Ephesians 1, 3 to 10. Or rather, 3 to 14 we're going to read. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love he predestined us to be adopt for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Notice those words, for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Men and women adopted as sons, children of God, okay? Adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times would have reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth and under, all under Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance, that's about adoption, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. There's a lot there. I'm just going to be touching on this idea of chosen and adopted into God's family. That's what I'm touching on this morning. Lord, Father, would you speak to us this morning? Father, by the Spirit, would you speak to us? I know it's your will that we enjoy being a child of God. It's your will that we come to be children of God. So I pray you would speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Stuart Little. There's a book as well as I understand. The Little Mouse. It's a film about a little mouse. And I remember when our children were small, taking them to the cinema to watch Stuart Little. 
And um, these films were about a mouse in an orphanage waiting to be adopted. Because he's a mouse, a talking mouse, I hasten to add, he's not been chosen. And we don't, it's a bit of a mystery, you know, why a mouse is in, you know, I mean, you just got to go with it, haven't you? He's not been chosen. And he's got used to the idea that he will always, this will always be the case, that he will never be chosen. And when Eleanor and Frederick Little visit the orphanage, intending to adopt a younger brother for their son, George, they choose Stuart, much to the surprise of Stuart himself and to the annoyance of the brother who doesn't want a mouse as a brother. And he learns to love him over time. And he says this, Stuart Little says this to the, as, as his adoptive parents come round the orphanage. They say, let's face it, not everyone wants to adopt someone like me. Say, ah, let's face it. Not everyone wants to adopt someone like me. A Christian, a healthy Christian, says, let's face it. God would never want to adopt someone like, or God would never adopt someone like me, but he has. A healthy Christian says, let's face it. In light of my sin, in light of my failures, in light of who I know myself to be, before the holiness of God, in light of all that, God would surely not adopt someone like me. But he has. Say, but he has. But he has. That's the good news. It's the greatest news if you're a Christian this morning. God has adopted you into the family of God. And it's so important that this goes deep, deep, deep down. Deep down in my heart. Deep down in your heart. So that it's your identity and your natural response to all that's thrown at you in life. This is the big idea. To enjoy our Christian life, we must remember so as to reframe everything in light of adoption. If you're going to enjoy your Christian life, you must remember it, remember you're adopted, and reframe, reframe everything. See everything differently. See life differently. See challenges. Reframe everything in light of adoption. Where there is no understanding, there is no standing. Paul is setting us an example. See, Paul is writing from prison, AD 62, in Rome, in prison, and his words are, praise be to the God, the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy, blameless, in his sight, in love he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ. La, 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 la. He goes on and on and on, doesn't he? One sentence throughout this whole praise. He's praising God. Where is he, though? On a desert island? Where is he? On holiday? Where is he? On a cruise? He's banged up, says. He's banged up. That's right. He's in prison. And he's setting us an example that no matter what the circumstances of our lives... Knowing that you're an adopted child of God can, when we, when we remember and when we reframe, 
transform those circumstances. Completely transform those circumstances. Adoption reflects the Greek and Roman culture of where you take hold of often, often a man, you would adopt them as your legal heir. And if you were a ruler, which this would often happen, if you were a ruler or if you had a bigger state, you would, you would adopt someone who is very capable, often a man, you'd ad- adopt an older person, and they would come into your family and they would then take on rulership of your estate. Or if you're a king, a Caesar, they would take on your rule. But you would pick someone who was capable, and you would pick someone who you thought was worthy, who you think would do a good job. And the wonderful truth about for, for you, brothers and sisters, and for me, is that he didn't choose us because we were capable and good and able and successes and amazing. He chose us by grace, in love, even though we have sinned and we do sin and we fall short. He chose us graciously in love. And this identity, you didn't earn it, you cannot lose it. He adopted you as you are. Can I hear hallelujah? He adopted you as you are. Who would want to adopt someone like me? Who would want to adopt someone like me? And he, he has. God has. The Father has. He's your Father. Heavenly Father. That's why we're taught to pray. Our Father in heaven. That's who he is to you, brothers and sisters. That's who he is to us. Our Father. Wonderful truth. Most important truth. What is adoption? It says this. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's freely, so many good words here, given us in the one he loves. This adoption, as I've just said, it means many things. It means to be released from the authority of any previous father. In the Roman world, in this world, the father led the family. You were under the authority of your father. Can I say to you, brothers and sisters, you're under, you, you've been released from the authority of demonic powers. You've been, you've been released from anybody else's authority. Who's your authority? Your father in heaven. You've come under his authority and rule in the kingdom of God. You've got a new status in law is adoption. You have a new adopted identity as a child of the family. This is adoption. As an adopted child, you have a new relationship with the parents. As an adopted child, you have an inheritance. As an adopted child, you have new access to the parents. As an adopted child, you'd have a new name. There's so much richness here for you. To be adopted, you have a new name. To be adopted, you have new access. To be adopted, you have an inheritance. You have a new authority. You have a freedom. You can come to your father anytime. Anytime. Any time of the day, you can come to your father and speak to him about anything. And he has authority and power to do great things. 
Our adoption makes us brothers and sisters of Jesus. Douglas Moo says this, Christians have a relationship with God that is like, though of, not course, though of course not exactly the same, as Christ's own relationship to the Father. In adopting us, God has taken no half measures. We have been made full members of the family and partakers of all the privileges belonging to members of that family. Adoption transforms how the Father sees us, sees you. How God sees you, you're his child. How you see the Father, he is your Father. It transforms how you see the church, they're my brothers and sisters. It transforms how you see your future, you have an inheritance. It transforms everything. This is so important. Holy Spirit, I pray you would teach us this this morning. Holy Spirit, would you put this deep down inside every one of us this morning? You want to teach us these things, I know, Lord. Please would you teach us. Adoption has a past, a present, and a future characteristic to it. So it says here, in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship. Predestined. In love he chose us. He predestined us for it. Past, in the past, we don't know when. In eternity past, in the mind of God, it's always, you've always been there. It's a, mystery thing, a mysterious thing to talk about. In the mind of God, you've always been there. He chose to give you adoption. Now you can say, why, 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 why? Because he did. Because he loves you. Because he chose you. Don't know, there's no other reason. It's because of the love of God. He predestined us. Why did he adopt us? In love, he predestined us for adoption. The simple answer is love. Why did he love us? Well, it's not because you and I were worthy in some way. If you watch the Stuart Little film, Stuart Little's a very thoughtful mouse. He's a very thoughtful little mouse. He's a very caring little mouse. He talks very kindly of all the other children when these prospective parents walk around. He's a very kindly mouse. But God didn't cho choose you because you were a very kindly mouse. <laughs> he didn't choose you because you were a very thoughtful person. He chose you because he loved you, even in your sin, even in our failure. He chose us in love. By, it says, by grace... He chose us. Grace means free gift. You're a child of God by grace alone. You don't earn it, therefore you can't lose it. It's by grace. The love of God is revealed by the disqualified nature of the beloved. Let me say that again, in case you missed it. The great love of God is revealed in the disqualified nature of the beloved. See, we can all love the worthy, can't we? We can all love people who are all for us. Hey, yeah, high five. We can all love those people. But the love of God is revealed in that while we were still sinners and rebellious in heart, before a holy God, he chose us and adopted us. That's the love of God. It's, it's vast, the reason why it's so vast is because we shouldn't compare each other with ourselves 
We compare, it's before a holy God, before a perfect God. We are are fallen. His love is so vast, he chose us in our sin. It's by grace he predestined us to be adopted as his children. Through Jesus Christ. How do you become a child of God? At some point in your history, you chose to put your faith in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. And if you're not a child of God today, you can become one by putting your faith in the death of Jesus Christ for your sin. But the mystery is that you are chosen for this. Now, that's a mystery. Now, don't get yourself all tied up in knots. If you're you're not a Christian this morning, kind of put that to one side and just say, look, do you want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or not? Come on. Do you want to? I would encourage you to. I know you've got more questions. I know you've got, you don't understand it all. That's fine. Do you believe he died for your sin and rose again? I know you prepared to invite him into your life. And then the amazing thing is, is to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You become a child of God. And then the mystery is that he also chose you for that. It's a mystery, I know that. But God is mysterious because he's bigger than us. So look to the past, my friends. In eternity past, God chose you. But also look to the present, the present nature of adoption. It's not, it's not just the past he chose you. It's not just in the past. It's not just a, a, a good theory. Yes, he chose me to be adopt, adopted. The present nature of adoption is that he's with you today as your father, walking with you every step of the way, in every circumstance, in every situation. He is with you, like he was with Paul in that prison. He's with you currently, right now. And that's why we've got we've to remember it and reframe the situation we're in. He's with me. He's walking with me. And it transforms the circumstances that we're in. Faith transforms the circumstances that we are in. This is your new identity. And we've got to bring it into today and at the, the, the current circumstances that we're in. Paul says this in Ephesians 2, so in the next chapter of this book. For through him, we both have Access. Say access. Access. To the Father. Say to the Father. Okay. You have access to the Father. It says by one spirit. Say by one spirit. So what that means is the Father is present with you by the Spirit. He's closer Give a high five to the person next to you if you feel comfortable doing so. Just, you know, you're close, right? You're close. That was, that was pretty poor, actually. It was like, okay. If you feel comfortable doing so, you may not, okay? Give yourself a, come on, a high five. All right, it's all right. That's it enthusiastic there. Okay, I'm making the point, just to, not just to wake you up, but also because God is closer than the person next to you. By the Spirit, He lives in you. 
The Father lives in you by the Spirit. How can a holy God live in you by the Spirit? Because the blood of Jesus took your sin away. It's removed it. So therefore, a holy God can come and live in you. You're a child of God. You have the Spirit of the Son living in you. You are born again of the Holy Spirit. You're a new creation. This is who you are. You have access. So, but it's no good just know it. It's like reframe the situation you're in. Reframe it. What does this mean now for this? What does this mean now? Let it be transformed by who the Father is. I love what 1 John 3 says, and this is going to, I'll talk about this later, but see, it says this, see, say see. So that's what we need to do every day. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. See it today, see it now, see it, see it. That we should be called children of God, and that is what we are right now. The reason the world does not know us, dear friends, Many of some of you in the room won't recognize us as children of God. I appreciate that. The world does not see it. The world will not necessarily respect you for being a child of God. But may you see it, okay? See it, what you are. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. Now we are children of God. But then there's a future element. And what we will be has not yet been made known but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And the point is, I'm trying to say is this, see it today. See his great love today. He is your father today. His love is lavished on you today. Now we are children of God. So the past element, he chose me even though I was a failure. Who would adopt a ch- someone like me? He has. Okay, that's the past. But the present is, he's with you. He's not deserted you. He's not left you. Reframe today in light of this. Are you, what are you worried about? What's on your mind? What are you concerned about? What, what's, what's getting you down? What's, what's heavy on you? Who are you concerned about? Where are there black clouds in your life? Where are you feeling the pressure reframe it in light of the fact he's my father, he's with me he's walking with me he knows I can pray to him about it and there's a future nature of adoption as well, there's past past, present, future, the future nature of adoption is that if you are a child of God, you have an inheritance and we understand that if you're a child in a family or if you're adopted into a family you receive an inheritance if, the, if you should be blessed enough for, for, for the parents to leave you anything, right? You, would in, you will inherit their estate. We understand that, but it's true of God, you see. We have an, an inheritance, all of you. From the ESV, it says this, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him, who works out everything in conformity with the counsel of his will. So that we, so that, this is the inheritance, we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. 
So what's our inheritance? There's lots of things we could say about this, but one of the main aspects of our inheritance is that we will praise his glory. This is the greatest thing, right? Praise his glory. You will see the glory of God like you've never seen it before. When you die or when Christ returns in the future, you have the most incredible hope ahead of you. There is no joy, nothing you can own, no experience, nothing you can be given no holiday you can have, no house you can inherit, no car you can inherit, no money you can inherit, all the things we want to inherit, don't we? Wouldn't we love to be left something by that uncle that you've never heard of who lives in some country and you become lord of the manor? We would all love that, wouldn't we? But your inheritance is his glory. Oh, really? The glory of God? No, I was hoping for something better. I'm trying to speak passionately because I really want to get it into my heart and your heart. The glory of God, you will praise his glory forever. This is infinite glory. This is infinite God. This is goodness. Goodness, the ultimate goodness. You will be with him forever. This is your inheritance, brothers and sisters. And obviously your inheritance is not just the future as well. It's an inheritance of his presence with you today. You get a measure of it by the Spirit. You have something of that measure of the, of the glory of God with you today that the Spirit wants to give to you. This, the verse we read from 1 John 3 says, What we will be has not yet been made known. In other words, this is a mystery. But we know that when Christ appears, when he comes again, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So you will be like Christ. Children of God will be like the child of God. Sons of God, if I can put it that way, will be like the son of God. You will be transformed into his likeness. That is the hope. That's the greatest inheritance that you will have. A new body. Your, your whole mind. Your whole, every part of you. Like you, only perfect. We shall see him. This is in Romans 8.15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Intimacy with the Father. We cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his glory, sorry, share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory. You see, that's our inheritance, to share in his glory. The Spirit wants to assure you of this today. The Spirit of God, in fact, we're going to worship now. So if the band wants to come up, the Spirit of God wants to assure you of this today. In eternity past, He chose you for, inherit, for, for uh, adoption. 
in the present, he wants to assure you that he's with you. You can speak to him. You can know him. And in the future, you can know that inheritance of glory, of knowing God. To live in the joy of being a chosen child of God, we must remember our adoption. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. God, God wants you to live in the joy of being a chosen child of God. He, he's not, his, his word is full of it. He wants you to know your adoption and to enjoy it. God isn't a, hard, a harsh father who wants you to live in doubt about his love. He's not someone who leaves you hanging so you don't know how he feels. He wants you to enjoy being a chosen child of God. In all the circumstances of life, he wants you to, he wants you to know he's with you and to reframe, reframe all those things in light of that. Oh Lord, teach us Teach us to live in the light of this wonderful truth. Beyond me to communicate. Beyond, beyond me to explain. But Lord, Holy Spirit, would you come? Bless my dear, dear brothers and sisters this morning. Bless them. Holy Spirit, come and speak to our spirits that we are children of God today. And I pray for those who don't know you today. Thank you for that invitation that says, to all who received you, you give the right to become children of God. Would you speak to them as well, I pray. I imagine there's probably going to be time for praying for each other. There's probably going to be time for words of encouragement. So let's, let's worship together now and let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do through this, the rest of this meeting. Let's come to the Father now. Your word of love and give one with God.